welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Eli Delaney with the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, and we are here today with another phenomenal, fun show. Now, the whole point behind what we do here is to bring cool people that I meet throughout the world to talk about marketing stuff because, let's face it, as small business owners, entrepreneurs, um, we have a lot of people who listen to the show that are mom and pop or solopreneurs, as I like to say, that are just trying to get their message out there, trying to get their products and their services out there to help as many people as possible. But when it comes to marketing, they they get a little overwhelmed. They get frustrated. They're not really sure where to start. And I know many of you listening to this, you're in that situation. I've been there before, and that's why I kind of started this podcast is to bring in some of the cool things that I find out there, people that are doing to, to get their message out there and to share what they've got with the rest of the world without having to spend a lot of money or spend a lot of time or do all the complicated stuff that's out there. So today, I am really happy to have Sherry Wilkolaski. She is the founder and president of Authors Boutique and Smart Pub. She's a renaissance woman in the publishing industry, and she brings to the writer's table an effective fusion of marketing proficiency, best-selling accolades, and a background in journalism. Sherry, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. And this is it's one of the things that I love, is, and this conversation is a perfect timing because we just published our first book. So, you know, you know the power of having a book and what, what it really means to most people. And I'm seeing that now firsthand right now. So I think it was perfect timing for you, for you and I to get together and kind of have this conversation today. You know, kind of give us a little bit of background of, you know, who you are, where you came from, and what got you into this crazy world. You got it. Well, I actually stumbled into the publishing world. Uh, I actually had a, a best-selling book uh, back, gosh, in uh, 2001, and um, actually put together a book, uh, was called in to work for a company, uh, and they were focusing on wedding planning, and, um, and I had knew nothing about that, that particular topic, so just did my research, and there, was, there were two companies at the time that were doing uh, wedding planning certification programs, and and I had all these people coming in. We were selling a little uh, manual, basically, with a list of questions, Q&A for uh, brides to ask vendors, the DJ, the florist, you know, all those things to help plan their wedding, and they kept asking me, do you have a certification program? And I, so I did the research and ended up putting together a program and had the first, had this woman came into my office every Friday at 4 o'clock, and after like the seventh week. She said, Sherry, I want to be the first person in your class. And I said, okay, we're starting it in two weeks. It's an eight-week program, and it's $795. And she wrote me a check on the spot. <laughs> and so nice. I ended up using that program and turned it into a book, and it became a bestseller. And I had self-published it, uh, published through Lulu. And I'm here in Raleigh, and Lulu's in Raleigh, and they actually called me, and they said, you're selling more books than any of our other books combined. Can you come in and talk with us? And that's kind of what led me on the path to publishing. I started helping other authors, and so far I've consulted with um, and helped over 13,000 authors throughout my career. 
Wow, that is awesome. That is that is a big one, especially the 13,000 authors that you work mm-hmm. with. That is awesome. And, you know, for people that aren't familiar with Lulu, um, they're, they are an independent, you know, kind of a self-publishing type platform, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So you can you can use, go to lulu.com. You can publish your book for free. Um, you can you can publish ebooks. You can publish your book in print. And if you're going to do something in print, it's published um, print on demand, which simply means that they're only going to print one copy of your book um, at the point of someone making a purchase. So you don't actually have to store inventory. You don't have to buy the book in bulk unless you want to. Um, you can also do the same thing on CreateSpace. That's um, an Amazon property. Um, mm-hmm. so they are, that's how we did ours. Uh, Lulu's. Oh, that's how you do yours? Yep. And um, so they're you know, a competitor of Lulu. Um, I would say the difference, uh, the difference between the two really is, um, obviously with Amazon, with CreateSpace, you get a little bit better pricing. Um, but, you know, Lulu has a, a little bit of a more fun online atmosphere. Um, so if you're an author that's really involved in, in being part of a publishing community, um, you know, that's probably going to be a, a better better pick for you. But but both get the job done. Right. Well, and that's and that's the cool thing about it when you think about the self-publishing, the, the, these kind of companies like TradeSpace and Lulu. Um, I love the fact that I don't have to have a garage full of books, you know, because that used to yeah. be the model is that you had to buy, you know, 1,000 to 5,000 copies of your book before you could do anything. It wasn't a matter of you couldn't really do short runs or small amounts. And I can't count the number of authors that I know that literally just give their books away because they're tired of them being in their storage area, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's the nice thing about it is we, we got the proof copy of our book. That's what I actually have it sitting on my desk right now. We just published ours. We actually have our first order coming to us in the mail. I'm hoping, hoping today, and it's supposed to be maybe tomorrow that will show up. But it's it's a matter of literally that we can buy as many as we want, whether it be one or 100 or 1,000, and when our customers buy, they buy directly off of Amazon, and literally they print one copy and they ship it. To them, and I don't have to worry about inventory or tracking any of that kind of stuff. They take care of all that for me. Exactly, and you can focus on the marketing. Exactly, yeah. Now, you know, most of it, there's so many people, and I know there's going to be some people listening to this that are like, "Well, I don't, I don't know that I'm an author. I don't really, I don't know that I have a reason to be writing a book. This doesn't really pertain to me." And you and I know this isn't true. So let's talk about that for a second. Why would a business owner want to write a book? Well, I, I think every business owner should really seriously consider writing a book because it helps to position you as an expert. It does not matter if you're an electrician, um, if you're a wedding planner, if, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You, you own a Starbucks. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, a book, there's a lot that goes into, into putting a book together, and um, it's, it's just an amazing marketing tool. It helps establish the, the business owner as an expert on their subject matter, and then it's also a tool that you can use. It's, a, it's an extended it's a, uh, business card, so to speak. You know, you've got, you can show somebody that, you know, number one, you're published, and everyone's, everyone thinks that being an author is cool. So just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I tell all of my clients, you know, as soon as your book is published, your life is going to change because you go from being a writer to an author overnight, and people mm-hmm. are just impressed with that uh, because everyone – I think the statistic is, you know, uh, 99.9% of people want to, you know, someday write a book. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to write a book about something, whether it's yeah. children's book or, or whatever it might be, and there's a lot that goes into it, and it's, it's an impressive thing and it's an impressive accomplish, accomplishment. Um, 
but it's a great way to market your business. It opens doors to speaking engagements. It can be used as a sales tool. Um, there's, just, there's just so much you can do with the book. And then you take that book. You say, Let's say you do a book. It's 150, 200 pages. Let's say you're an electrician and you talk about um, your business and, and you're giving tips maybe to homeowners. Um, and, you know, you can use that to market your company. You can also, once you have the book completed, you can then take that book and you can chop it up and you can pull out excerpts and you can post use them as blog posts. Um, you can create maybe a smaller ebook um, based on the larger book. And there's, mm-hmm. there's just so much that you can do once you actually have that book completed. Right. And one of the things that you said just now that I think is really critical, because I knew this going into it, and it was one of the main reasons why I, why I put together the book with my partner, uh, was the fact that it opens up a lot of doors. And the funny thing was that literally I didn't, I mean, I knew that subconsciously. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, I need to get the book done because I know that once you become an author, instantly you got that extra piece of credibility and people are going to listen to you a bit more. But I actually it didn't really sink in until after I had the book and I started showing it to people and saying, I'm the author of the Marketing Tidbits book. All of a sudden, I have people that literally have been, been oh, yeah, this is, this is nice. We'll, we'll talk someday and kind of blown me off. Instantly, they want to carry my book. They want me to come in and do workshops at their organization, all kinds of stuff. And this is just literally within the last few weeks. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's- you know, it's like a magic pill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it really you it gives you, it really does give you so many different opportunities. Um, it, it's it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, and you you, know, you brought up like say say you're a small business owner and you're you're an electrician. You could actually do that book that is um, tips and tricks type of thing. Something that's basic. It doesn't have to be you know the the great American novel and. But what it is is it basically shows you as the expert, you know what you're doing. A lot of times I find that people will um, they'll buy a book because it's inexpensive. It's a great you know get, me, get you in the door type of marketing tool. But then they go, oh, you know what, this is some really great stuff. And what ends up happening with that is that they just all of a sudden all those all that resistance goes away because now they see you as the expert, even if the the information is the same stuff you've been telling them already. But once you put it into that book format, instantly they're like, oh, wow, they're the expert on this now. Absolutely. When, once it's in black and white and it's in print, and whether it's actually you know printed on paper or it's in an e-book, mm-hmm. um, it's so true. It, it, the words are stronger. It means more because it's actually in in a book. Um, and I, I get a lot of uh, business owners who say, "Gosh, you know, I don't, I don't know how to write. What would I, what would I write a book on?" And for me, that's that's so easy. I could, I could come up with a, a big long list of things that any business owner could write once I meet them. But, mm-hmm. but I would say, start it off simply. You know, who is your target audience? You know, if you're talking about an electrician, for example, who is going to be your target audience? What is your goal with publishing that book? Um, you know, you have. Every business owner has a wealth of knowledge. Uh, they specialize. You specialize in something. If you own a bakery, you know, you specialize in baking. You know, well, put together a cookbook. Um, you know, talk about opening a bakery. You know, there's, there's just so many, so many things that business owners are passionate about in their own business. Uh, use the book as an outlet to talk about what you're passionate about. You know, you've got that. You already have that knowledge. It's, it's a means to put it on paper and just, just get it started. And I, I tell uh, folks that are getting, you've never written before, um, they don't know how to start a book. And you, you think about a book and you think, oh, how am I going to come up with 
100 pages, 200 pages, 300, whatever it ends up being. And I say just, you know what, keep it simple. Just make a list. It doesn't have to be fancy. Write it down. Put it, put it in a Word document. And just put together a list of ideas. Just throw them out there. Just randomly put together, mm-hmm. combine a list. And then say, okay, you, you've got about 30 or 40 ideas. Um, now take a look at that, those words and see about how you can put them into different buckets. You know, what makes sense? Um, and then just start whittling it down. And before you know it, you'll, you'll have designed your own table of contents. And then it's just a matter of going through that list and just start start writing, just start talking mm-hmm. about um, those key areas. And before you know it, you know, you'll be on your way to writing your first book. Right. And I think that that's great. The way you just put it out there, you start with the brainstorming side of figuring out, okay, what's going to be in the chapters? And I, I did that with our book. Um, what we did is I'm a big mind mapper. So I opened up a mind map and just started brainstorming the, the ideas for, okay, what are the topics that are going to go into each chapter? And I didn't worry about the details. It was just a matter of, okay, you know, here's the topic, here's, you know, step one, step two, step three, and just basically just let it all go, let my brain explode from that standpoint, got it all out there, and then I could turn around and reorganize it and put it together. And I find as I'm becoming more and more of a writer, because I, I didn't really consider myself a writer either until I really started getting into this. Um, I know I did, did do a lot of blogging and things like that, but I never, I still considered that, okay, I do some blog articles, but I didn't consider that me being a writer at the time. It wasn't until I really got into working on the book that that shift mentally changed for me. But what I would do is I would sit down and just brainstorm those ideas into a mind map. And then when I'm ready to write, I just open it up and say, okay, here's the topic. Here's what I want to talk about. And I just let it flow. And it's a whole lot easier than if you say, okay, I need to write a book and you open up a blank Word document because that's like the kiss of death. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, if that Word document scares you, another thing, uh, another trick uh, you can use is if you have index cards and you just write one word or just a, uh, you know, a phrase or something on the index cards, you know, and just kind of go through the list, then you can actually lay it out on on your table, on your desk, and just kind of look, and you can can move things around. Um, And a lot of times, you know, a lot of people are visual, so that's another way that you can kind of look at your content. and some of your ideas, you know, in one one fell swoop, and you don't, you know, you don't have to, you know, um, put it in a word document or, or um, if someone isn't into mind mapping like yourself, um, mm-hmm. you know, that might that might work for them as well. Right, and I do know people that have done that where they'll sit there, they get get a bunch of blank index cards and just start writing up ideas, and then they then they'll basically like post them up or they'll use post-it notes and that, that way they can like, stick them on a wall somewhere and that mm-hmm. kind of helps get that inspiration going with it as well. Now you have a, a methodology of being able to somebody to get their book done in 12 weeks. Let's talk about that for a bit. Absolutely. So um, with, with many business owners, your, your main focus is running your company, running your business. And, you know, folks say, you know, where am I going to find the time to write a book? Uh, it's, it's just like anything else, um, you know, your company operations, your marketing plan, um, all of that. It, it, you need to have a plan in place to, to make it happen. Right. And so, um, so to get the job done, if you, if you are disciplined, you know, you should be able to get your book pulled together um, within an eight-week period or so. And then at, after that eight-week time frame, 
get it sent off to, to be professionally edited and, and all that kind of thing. We can, we can get into all those kind of details later. But if you can do it on your own, I would say give yourself eight weeks. And if you can, if you can set some time aside, um, you know, I like to write in the middle of the night. That's, that's when my brain is going 3 o'clock in the morning. That's, for mm-hmm. me, that's, that, that's the best time. Right. Some folks like to write first thing in the morning. So whatever you can get and um, that fits your schedule, just set it up like you would if you were going to go on an appointment or you were going to meet with a client. You set that time aside and you set it aside to do your writing. And, um, and you, can, you can get that book done within eight weeks. Um, and I'm saying you can actually get that book published and have that book in your hand within 12 weeks. Now, if you need, if you're not someone who, if you say, you know what, I know I'm not going to be disciplined enough to do that, and I need help, um, then you call someone like myself, and we we work with you to get you a ghostwriter, and you can actually talk your book. So mm-hmm. we actually sit down with the author, we we map out, okay, this is this is your table of contents, this is this is the focus of the book, and now we we take um, two four hour sessions, um, do an do an interview with you, we record that, we transcribe it, and all that content is then turned over to a writer and a ghostwriter, and, and the book is actually written in your voice. So, you know, and obviously along the way, there's, you know, we, you know, we write the first, first uh, couple chapters, send that back to the author to make sure that, okay, yeah, this is going in the direction that, that where they want it to go. If we have questions, we check in. Mm-hmm. But then really the author or the business owner is only, only having to spend um, you know, minimal amount of time. They're not having to sit down and write every day. They've got, they've already talked their book. They've got someone else doing the writing. It goes through editing. Um, and again, you've got that book done in 12 weeks. Right. And I like that idea too, because for somebody who isn't, they're not necessarily a writer. And that's where a lot of people do get stuck is that they, that when they sit down and have to write something, whether it be a book or even just a blog post, they're like, I don't really have that much to say, and they start getting that, that whole writer's block thing kicks in. I know that that same person, once you get them started in that conversation and they, they get excited about it and they start talking, and they could talk for days. I mean, I know I'm one of those people. <laughs> and so then you go, you're go, you like, okay, well, why is it that you're having so much trouble writing it? Because you have all this information, and a lot of times it's just that they're not, not comfortable with it. So I like that idea of being able to record that and then get that transcribed and basically have it rewritten as a book format because that is really powerful. And the great thing is something that you brought up that I do think is really important, especially in the business world in a nonfiction type situation, you do need to have it in your voice. You need to have it sound the way you talk and it's got to have your terminology and things like that because that is what's going to make it really stand out. I've read some books that quite honestly, I've met the person, the person was really fun, really amazing and then I went to read their book and it was just boring as hell and it was like okay this is not the same person that i had coffee with yesterday you know right and so i I like that concept of being able to to do it that way and it's a really good way to kind of speed up that process and if you're not the writer let somebody else do the writing but still with your voice in mind absolutely awesome well very cool i love this stuff um now as somebody who, you know, for me, I like I like the fact that you you broke down the quick and easy way to get going with this because I know as a busy entrepreneur, I'm going to tell you, my book took me about a year to do because it kept getting put on the back burner. 
And one of the things that I'd like to share is how I actually went through it. Is my Our book is designed to, to kind of every chapter is a standalone piece. You don't have to read them in a necessarily a, a specific order, that kind of stuff. And what I found was that I would actually block times of creative time and basically write not just one chapter, but I might write four or five chapters in one shot as my creative juices are going. And I'd say, okay, on you know Monday morning between 8 and noon, that's what I'm doing is I'm just working on writing, writing in my book. And putting that on the calendar and just blocking a certain amount of time to work on your book really, really helped me out a lot. Oh, absolutely. And I think you have to be – Especially, you know, you're you're busy. Um, you've got other, you've got appointments. You're running a company. You know, you've got to put that time aside. And and if you if you stick with it, if you stick with it, it will it will come. Very cool. And one of the things too with with all of that, you touched on this a bit. Let's go into a bit more detail on you know finding what are the right topics to talk talk about because that is one thing that people always run into. I just mentioned this with the concept of somebody trying to sit down and write and they sit there at a blank page forever, but yet you get them started in a conversation and they won't shut up for half a day. You know, how do you, you know, how would you suggest as a business owner, you know, we're all entrepreneurs here trying to figure out the ways that we can get our business out there and be more effective and sharing our message and getting more clients, obviously, so we can help more people. How do you come up with the ideas for what you should actually go into your book? Well, I think one of the easiest ways to come up with ideas, and I think once you get once a business owner gets started, they'll end up realizing, oh, I might I might have to write a few books. Is I, I always tell the business owner to look at, you know, the top five to ten questions they get from their clients, and those if they're getting if they're getting people asking them the same questions over and over and over again, that's what you want to write your book about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, for every business owner, that's going to be different. Um, that that's one approach. Another approach is um, looking at where you want to go. So if you are a business owner, you've been in business for several years, you're looking to take it to the next level, you're trying to expand your business, maybe you want to write a book about, um, you know, where you want to take, where, where you're taking your company um, and, and where you want it to go. So that, that's another option. And then I also tell, um, tell my clients to go look, you know, if you're blogging, um, or if you've done any writing, if, you, if you've written for, uh, you know, what your business association newsletter or something, and you've, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you've only written an article or two, or, or maybe you blog once a week, um, go back and look through what you've already written because that's a great foundation um, to start your book. Is right. Go back, go look at the topics, what are you writing about, and then also look at the feedback you're getting. You know, um, what are the articles that are driving the most attention? You know, what, what articles are getting more likes on Facebook? Um, what articles are getting more retweets on Twitter? You know, um, look at that and see. And then also, I say look at your competition. You know, do you have a competitor who has written a book? Go out and find out, you know, about your competition and see, have they written a book? Um, if there are books written in, uh, on your subject matter, you know, you want to look at the competition and say, okay, let me look at these other titles and where are the holes? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's another way to come up with your book topic. 
Right. And uh, something I want to add to that one specifically is that as as entrepreneurs and especially small business owners, a lot of times we get discouraged by that. We get discouraged by too much competition per se. And I, I want to kind of bring up the fact that just because somebody else wrote a book on the same type of topic that you have does not mean that there isn't room for yours as well. And I, oh, absolutely. My experience, yeah, my personal experience on that is that your voice and the way you go about it is what's going to resonate differently. I mean, I, I'm kind of a firm believer in the fact that there are no original ideas anymore. We just regurgitate it in a different way. Um, but we had that uniqueness of how we put it out there is what's unique, and that is what stands out. I mean, I know from a marketing standpoint, as a marketer and a guy who teaches marketing, my, I would say 95% of the principles that I teach and the things that I teach as a whole have been around for hundreds of years. It's that 5% that's just new technology that's different. And so I know that I'm teaching the same principles that have been put in 100 different books, but the way I say it and the way I, I put it into context is what gets people attracted to my message differently. Oh, I completely agree. You're, there's that, that is always a concern uh, of new, particularly with new authors and and business owners. And um, you know, oh, who is going to read my book? There's already books on gardening. There's finally in books on gardening. Why would somebody want my book? Um, and it's specifically, it is that it's your voice. People are looking for uh, content. They're they're passionate about that subject. If, if, they're, if they're looking for a book on marketing, they may have read every other book out there, but for some reason, when they pick your book up, it finally clicks. They've read a thousand other books, but they pick up your book and they say, wow, you know, Eli really got to me. I totally get it now. I, I understand what I need to be doing. I'm energized, you know, um, and it, it's that voice, and you, just, you don't know where someone's coming from. They may have read another book in that genre, but for whatever reason, they didn't connect to it. Mm-hmm. And people that buy books, they buy the same books over and over. I'll give you an example. Um, cookbooks, for example, are, um, I believe it's uh, almost, um, I think it's 38% or 40% of all books sold are cookbooks. Okay? Wow. But out of that percentage, 30% of the people buying cookbooks are the same people. Mm-hmm. So they are junkies. They're, they don't just buy one book. They buy they buy every single cookbook they can get their hands on. And, it, and, that, and that's the same in any genre, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. People that buy marketing books, they buy, they buy multiple books, multiple titles. They're always looking to learn and, and expand. And so the more the merrier. You don't, want, you don't want to be an author who says, I want to create a book that no one has ever done before. Because if that's the case and that's where you're going, most likely people aren't going to buy it. You do want things that are comfortable and similar. You want to stay in your genre. You want to talk about, you specialize in marketing, write a book about marketing. Write about what you feel is important and write about what, what you see the other people are missing. And that's what's going to make your book stand out. Right. I love it. And that is so, so true. And you, you talk about, you know, people who buy marketing books buy a lot of marketing books. I'm a perfect example of that. I think I know I own like half of them in existence. <laughs> um, uh, you know, when, when Borders actually went out of business, I actually cried a little bit. So if that, if that gives you any, any kind of idea. Um, so once we get our books done and we're, we're actually ready to go with it, I mean, you, you've kind of laid out the idea of the, let's, 
here's how you come up with topics, here's how you can get it written fairly quickly. And let's say we use CreateSpace or Lulu or whatever, whatever services out there to kind of just get something basic up there. What, how do you recommend actually getting it promoted? Because we all know that whatever product that is that we have, if we don't market it, we don't get it out there, then nobody's reading it and it's really not doing any good. I mean, I, you know, I've talked, we've talked about the fact that I know authors who literally have thousands of copies of their book in their garage. Okay. In that situation, if you don't sell those books, they're sitting there in the garage. They're not doing any, anybody any good. Exactly. Exactly. So I would say, so as, as soon as an author, uh, business owner decides that, Hey, you know what? I'm committed. I'm going to write this book. Uh, really you want to start promoting that that book, which is now a a product, an extension of you as an expert, you want to start promoting that as soon as possible. And that means, I would say, the first stage is getting your cover designs, getting that up on your website, including that um, in in your bio, um, you know, author of, you know, such and such book, you know, being released fall 2014 or whatever that might be. You want to promote immediately that you are an author. Um, and even even before that that book is completed. Um, now, once the book is actually done, um, well, let's actually back up a little bit. During the production, so you're writing the book. Once the book is completed, you need to have it professionally edited. It's just like any product. You've got you want your book to be all that it can be. And I don't. I have authors who say, well, gosh, you know, um, I don't really feel comfortable giving my manuscript to somebody else. And are they going to keep it in my voice? And um, if you actually have a professionally trained book editor, their job is to make your book all it can be. I, I equate it to, you know, a woman gets up in the morning and she doesn't have on her, she has no makeup on, her hair's a mess. You know, you get her all cleaned up. I mean, she's still the same person, but she just, you know, she looks a little better with her makeup and her hair's done and right. and, and all that. So it's, that's, that's really what editing does for a book. It makes it all that it can be. Um, now, once you have your final product, part of the marketing is going to be making sure that your book gets into the proper distribution channels. And by that, I mean getting your book product, getting that book in on Amazon, available to be purchased at your local Barnes & Noble or your local independent bookstore, getting it on barnesandnoble.com and all these other online book retailers. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that's critical and that's key. So if you're going, as a, as a business owner, um, I highly recommend that you just go ahead and you self-publish it. You take complete control over publishing your book. Um, you don't need to try to go out and try to find a traditional publishing house like a Simon & Schuster or HarperCollins or something like that. You, as a business owner, you don't need that. Um, you've got a business. You can incorporate and you can do your own marketing. Um, so you just you don't even need to worry about that. If you can get a traditional publisher to pick you up and that's something you're passionate about, I would say try to go local. Go in your backyard, you know, and try to find a a local publisher that publishes nonfiction books. So that's so that would be something. Now keep in mind if you're gonna go that route, it could take you anywhere from, you know, eighteen to twenty four months before you even get picked up and then probably that book's not going to come out for the next, you know, twelve to twenty four months. So you may be looking at potentially three to four years before your book is released. So um, if if that's something you're really passionate about, then I say go for it, but set a time limit on it. Um, so given that you probably really want to publish a book to help market your business and position you as an expert, then I say go ahead and self-publish it. Just do it properly. Get it edited. Have a, have a professionally covered uh, cover design and all that. Mm-hmm. 
so once you have the so once you have all that and you've decided yes, I want to get my book on Amazon, um, the best strategy to do that is one you want to use someone like CreateSpace or Lulu mm-hmm. because that will that will get you up onto Amazon. I I do recommend using CreateSpace um, because your cost, your wholesale cost for you to actually purchase your books is going to be a little less expensive. And then you can just go ahead and you can get your book up on Amazon quite quickly. It does take a little bit longer when you do publish through Lulu, obviously CreateSpace and Amazon, same same company. And then the next, you, you need to get your book into another distribution channel so that you have a bookstore return policy. And you're going to want to use a company called Lightning Source. And it's lightningsource.com. So you actually need both distribution channels. And that what that will do for you is that um, will get give your book what is called a bookstore return policy. And that means, in the book business, it's crazy, but um, bookstores want to know that if they, if they don't sell your book, that they can return it. And you cannot get that policy if you're publishing just with CreateSpace. So you need to have both. Okay. And then that way you can do you can do a local book signing at your local indie bookstore, the local Barnes and Noble, um, and then they can just go in into the system and order it. And then and to get your books into that program, um, you know, it, it will take a couple months before the bookstores will actually recognize that your book is there. So you definitely want to make sure that you're doing some planning. You want to plan ahead to do all that. So that is a key piece. Of key piece. The distribution is so so important so important for you to have that set up properly so that you can get out there. Because what, you know, I have, I have, a, I have an author who uh, is, she's a very well-known speaker. She's written several books. She's going over to Denmark in the spring. She wants to get, you know, all these books sent over for this big speaking engagement. And she refuses to put her book on Amazon. She said, oh, I don't, I don't want, and I don't want any bookstore to take a piece of my, a piece of my uh, my royalty. Well, that's just that's just crazy because no one can order her book only if only if they go to her website. And many folks are many readers say, "Gosh, you know, I don't know if I really want to buy a book off of so and so's website because I'm not sure if it's secure checkout. I don't know. You know, I buy my books at Barnes and Noble. I you know I want to get if I buy a book, I want to be able to go to Barnes and Noble. Or I I'm an Amazon shopper and I can get my free um, I have Amazon Prime, so I can get my free two-day delivery. So, right. um, you know, you're you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you're not in the right distribution channel, and you really you've got to be out. You got to get that book out there, and it doesn't matter. You know, you price your book properly uh, so that you know that all the retailers are taking their cut. I mean, that that's just part of doing business. Just, I consider that a piece of your marketing budget. Um, but at, but absolutely, have it in the right distribution channel, and then from there. You can take that book, and then you start integrating it into your everyday marketing. You know, you, you give your book – it's great for business owners to give their books away to new clients. Um, and I know everyone said, oh, gosh, I really, I really want to be a bestseller, and I really want to sell my book, and I want to make all the money back I invested in the, the editing and the cover design. And is that a realistic goal? You know, do, will you make all the money back specifically on your book sales? Actually, you probably won't, but what you will do is that book will open doors and you'll start bringing in additional revenue doing other things. You'll, you'll upsell your client to larger, a larger package, a, a better product. Uh, you'll have speaking engagements. You'll, you'll introduce yourself and bring in new clients because they said, oh, wow, 
you're published. Do you have a book? Oh, great. So, so I really want business owners to consider all of that and not be so focused on, will I make my money back by, by book sales? Because, you know, okay. it's, it's not, that's not the way to look at it. Yeah. Well, and that's something, too, that I think is really important to kind of talk about for a second. Is I know I know some people in the publishing world, and, and it's amazing how, like for me with this book, I can actually make more of a profit than, than I would being through a traditional publisher per book sale. Um, you know, normally I think it's Absolutely. like, what, 2 or $3 a book if you're lucky. lucky. And I know, I remember hearing Dan Kennedy um, from, he does the direct marketing stuff from Glazer Kennedy, and he's been around forever. And I remember I got into his stuff because of buying one of his books at a Borders, essentially. Now, the funny thing is he talks about that book, and he's had that book out for years, and he's done a couple revisions to it and everything. But he actually said that his royalties off that book are pitiful. He actually makes like a buck a book. But mm-hmm. that is the it, that's like the gateway drug into the rest of his world. I mean, I've spent thousands of dollars with this man, and it all started because I found one of his books in a bookstore. And, exactly. I, and I think that people need to see that and realize that the book you 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 know you're saying don't even worry about coming you know basically breaking even from your cost of getting it started to the point of. Okay, here's, you know, I paid for all the expenses to get this done. But I'm looking at even my book. I'm sitting there going, okay, if I, ju- if I hit zero with this and I make enough money that basically comes all the time and everything I've got put into it, I'm a happy camper because what that does is it gets me in front of more people where that $15 book may turn into a 47 a 97 197 or even a $3,000 sale down the road. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it, and it also, um, for many business owners, you know, from a PR standpoint, um, if you're trying to position yourself as an expert and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to position yourself as an expert to get on the local radio show or get on a, a TV interview or whatnot, um, many times you're going to be rejected if they're going to say, oh, have you published? Do you have a book? Uh-huh. I, I mean, just turn the radio on, tur- turn NPR on, turn watch TV, uh, watch the morning uh the morning shows, nine out, of, nine out of ten people that they have on these shows, when they're talking about someone who's an expert, they have a book. And that's mm-hmm. going to start opening up the doors on the PR side of things as well. So, right. it's, I mean, there's just so, so much opportunity with a book. Right. Well, and, and I, uh, we talk, we've talked about this before, was that I had that same, same thing hit me with this book hasn't been out very long. I mean, we got our copy just, you know, almost the day a month ago, and that was my proof copy. So it's just finally getting to the real world, right? And I had, I had a couple of people who completely disregarded me before. Now they want to do workshops with me. They want to carry my books and actually try to sell them out of their location. Um, I've got, just last week, I had two radio interviews because of it, and it was purely because of the fact that I had the book. These are the same people that had turned me down before, but now that I have the book, they're they're interested, and the great thing about it is they they haven't even had time to read it, so they don't know if it's any good or not. You know that just kind of shows the difference in the mindset behind it. Absolutely, and you know, and many times the the folks that are are doing the interviews, um, they they probably don't have time to read. They're not going to read your book cover to cover, and so um, I also. I have many authors who, you know, they kind of get crushed. Oh my gosh, you know, you didn't read my book cover to cover. Um, 
you know, that's that's okay. If you, you know, once the book is out or before the book uh, comes out, you want to have, um, you know, you want to make sure you have a media kit that, that promotes the book. Um, I would also prepare um, a list of questions um, so that mm-hmm. you're ready to do an, a radio interview. You're ready to do a TV interview that you can say, oh, you know, uh, Mr. Reporter, Mr. Journalist, I'm, I've already given you the, the Q&A. Um, and here's, here's all the details on my book and the book synopsis. And here's a little bit about me, the author. And you give them everything they can possibly need. Um, and you can even, even list ideas. You know, I mean, you know, news is on 24-7. You've got the Internet. Everybody's going 24-7. People are mm-hmm. sick of coming up with things. So, you know, come up with your own ideas and say, you know, well, this is what I'm an expert on and this is what I, I'm available to talk about. And, and the media loves that. Yeah. Well, and it is true because I know I've, I've worked in that world before where they want – they're always looking for content. They're looking for ideas, and they're, they're coming to that point where you know we had the conversation of having writer's block because we're trying to sit down and write a book. Well, they have to come up with something to say and some kind of news every single day. And so when somebody comes to them and says, hey, here's my take on this. What do you think? They eat that up. They love that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So now we, you know, one of the things I want to talk about here is because I see a huge rise of people pushing Kindle books. And, you know, Kindle is awesome. Digital books are are, are really here. It's funny because I remember one of my mentors, um, Armin Morin, when he first started talking about doing digital books, um, he said, do not use the word ebook because nobody knows what an ebook is. But now it's become definitely mainstream. People get it. People understand what it is. And a lot of times people are actually going with just digital. They're not going with printed books. What are your thoughts and ideas on that? Well, that's really a fantastic question. Uh, I'm quite passionate about the fact that as an author, you should be publishing in as many formats as possible. Um, ebooks are fantastic. But not everyone is reading ebooks. Print is fantastic, but not everyone now is reading print. Um, so I think when you're when you're looking at at uh, how you want to publish, um, you should be looking at at a minimum doing doing the book in print and also doing it as an ebook. And it just it gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, you you're going to be reaching different markets um, with the ebook. Um, many folks who actually buy the ebook, you know, maybe they're Maybe they, they're a Kindle user. They're, they maybe they just like their iPad, whatever it might be. Um, they buy the book and then they say, you know, wow, you know what? I really like this book. Now I'm going to go buy it in print. So many times you'll find that the same people are who are buying the ebook. They then upgrade to also then buy the book in print. Now also right. with the ebook, um, you've got a lot more flexibility as far as running promotions. Um, I highly recommend that, um, you know, you put a, a marketing plan in place um, and do something where, you know, you're, you, uh, you launch your print book, um, then you launch your ebook. You can launch them at the same time. Maybe you, you do something where you launch one and you, uh, you launch your print book first and then you launch the ebook, you know, 30 or 60 days later because it gives you something else to introduce um, to the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're using Amazon and you've got an ebook, I highly recommend that you offer your book on Amazon only for 90 days. And they have a program that's called KDP Select. And mm-hmm. what that does, it allows you to upload your ebook, and um, you have the flexibility to do a promotion. 
and you can offer your book for free um, up to five times in that 90-day period. I recommend doing it once, uh, promoting it, and doing it for a 24-hour period. And what that does is you give your book away, for, your ebook away for free, but it also introduces your print book. And you want to you want to drive traffic to your book on that during that 24-hour period, saying, "Hey, come check out my book. It's available for free. You know, uh, would love it if you read my book. Do a book review. Post it on Amazon. Post it on Goodreads.com. All that, and it, that will actually get activity going to your product page on Amazon." And what happens, Amazon will actually start kicking in on their own and start sending out emails to people that have purchased other books in your genre. And they say, hey, guess what? Um, you might be interested in this book. You know, you've purchased a marketing book before. You know, you might want to take a look at marketing tidbits. Um, so it's a fantastic way then to increase your print sales as well. So there's just so much that you can do. And then after that 90-day period, you then would put your – your ebook into all the distribution channels. So, you know, getting it out to Barnes and Noble and everywhere else too. So, um, yeah. And one of the things too with that, and this is, this is kind of my experience with, with the digital versus physical concept is that, you know, for me, I'm actually a, a a real book reader. I still have that whole thing as much of a geek and a a technology (laughs) dork as I am. I actually love the the feel and the smell of a real book. That and ebooks, I really actually have a hard time reading, honestly. And so I find that I actually prefer the digital. What I'll do a lot of times is I will buy the physical, but I'm you know if I'm buying it off of Amazon or whatever, I'll buy the digital because I want the immediate gratification, knowing that the physical book will get here in a few more days, and so mm-hmm. I can start reading it immediately, and then I finish reading the physical. And another thing, too, is that there is the what we like to call the thud factor with it. And, you know, one book, it may be a small book, but it's got more thud factor than a digital book does. So when you can go and show somebody and hand somebody physically a book, that has massive more appeal and credibility than saying, hey, here's – let me send you an email that has a link to, to my ebook. You know, it's, oh, those yeah. are cool, but the, the physical book, it's just like a whole different creature. And when, you know, if you are speaking, if you're, if you're into the speaking space like we are, it's amazing how just having that book, you know, you have a book on the back table or even if you're sitting there. I mean, I, I sit there at a coffee shop. I carry this copy of my book with me. I put it the, on the table next to me. And people come by and go, well, what are you reading? I'm like, actually, that's my book. And it starts a conversation. <laughs> I love right? it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. Those those kind of things you can't do that with a digital book. I mean, even if you were to take your digital book and just you know print it out on eight and a half by eleven paper and staple it together, it's not the same. Having that physical book that they can see, they can touch, they can smell it, they can flip through the pages, that impresses people. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I'm so glad you take your book to the coffee shop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm I'm a a shameless self promoter. I have absolutely no problems carrying that with me and showing it off to everybody there, which is awesome. Now, you've talked about giving, giving your book away for free uh, from the Kindle standpoint. How, what are your thoughts on giving it away in other events? And you know, what are your thoughts and ideas on how to do it where it's effective for, for everybody? Well, I think, um, I, I think if you're going to give your book uh, away for free, um, you, know, you definitely want to have a plan in place and you don't want to, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, I've got a lot of authors who say, um, 
particularly when they're launching their book, they, they feel uncomfortable, like, asking people to, to buy it, whether it be friends and family and that kind of thing. And so, you know, you may want to set aside, say, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy 100 copies and I'm going to give away 100 copies of my book. Um, you know, as far as the print goes, I definitely would set a budget and be realistic on, on those giveaways. Um, I would say with the print book, um, give, I would give, I give those books away to your clients. So if you, if you already have clients that you've been working with, um, you know, once your book is out, you know what, go ahead and mail them a copy. Just, just do it. Um, you, you can buy them wholesale. I like to actually just, you know, for the cost, buy it retail. Uh, why do you want to buy it retail um, off of Amazon? Because then that book counts um, as an actual book sale, and it gets it will move your book up the ranks on Amazon. So it's, it's completely up to you. But I say for the few extra bucks you're you know you're trying to market, spend the extra three or four dollars and and just you know ship it on out. Um, so you know, and as far as the ebook goes, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Um, you can use the complete ebook. So if you if you've published a book in print and you've got your book in ebook, the same book, um, and it's a full book, you know that's up to you. Give it away for free, but I would encourage you to maybe take that ebook and give it away for free if somebody does something like, oh hey, um, you're looking for sales leads. Sign up on my website and I will send you a copy of this book for free. Um, I would say I would rather give a smaller portion of the full book away for free as a teaser and get get that potential client interested in who you are and what you're offering. So in your instance, you have a marketing tidbit, a book on marketing tidbits. I would take one of the most popular subjects, um, most popular chapters, and I would give that, I would only give that piece away for free and say this is an excerpt from Marketing Tidbits, and you can purchase the full book on Amazon. Um, Here's just a taste, and, you know, I would use that as a, a source to get, to get folks giving, um, you know, signing up on your website. So you've got leads for your marketing university. Um, right. You know, and just and do it as a giveaway if someone's going to give you something. You know, I don't think, I think you want to limit the amount that you're giving away, but do it in a, in a way that you've got some strategy so you're getting something out of it. Don't just, you don't just throw it out to the universe and just hope something sticks. I mean, have, have a plan in place. Right. Well, and I like that. And that's, you know, one of the things like I plan on using this as, um, as now that we've got the book and everything, I'm going to be doing, as I do speaking gigs, I'll do like a drawing and give one copy away. And of course, you know, anybody who didn't win, they can go buy one in the back of the room, you know, that kind yep. of thing. And it's, they, those kind of things are great. People love that kind of stuff. And I've seen people who they've, they've literally said, you know, by the way, here's, you know, here, I'm going to give away a copy or three copies of the book now. We're going to do a drawing. If you didn't win, here's your another opportunity to sell it. Or sometimes I've gone to conferences where somebody's been a speaker and they've given away a copy of the book to everybody in the room. And if that's where your market is, that might be a good potential too. I mean, obviously, you've got to have the budget for it and everything. You know, keep yeah. those kind of things in mind. But, you know, I've, I've gone to conferences and had, you know, um, Mark Victor Hansen, at first time I saw him speak, he handed out a, a copy of the chicken soup for the entrepreneur's soul to everybody in the room. And, of course, instantly that adds that, that oh, wow, I really like this guy factor, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and if you are a speaker, you know, if, you're, if, if that is one of your goals and you're trying to use the book to get, uh, to get yourself more speaking games, um, I would say... 
if you can't, if you're able to include the book for free as part of the package, so if people are coming in, they're paying a flat a fee to, to hear you speak, uh, if you can afford to do that, I would absolutely give include that book in that package. And as you get to do, as you get to grow as a speaker, and you've got folks paying you to come on um, to speak, um, you know you want to you want to factor in you know one copy of your book for for every attendee. So factor that in and and actually get that that paid for up front um, and right. include that in your fee and say, oh yeah, I also bonus in you know one copy for for every attendee. So um, yeah, I, you know. People love that. They love it. Right. I love it. Very, very cool. So, no, I'm, we're getting close to the time here, but I have a couple more questions for you. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is everybody, of course, as they're writing their book, they want to become a bestseller. So let's, let's talk <laughs> about that for a second. What, is, what does that really mean? What does it really entail? And, and you know, wh- how does that really count in the real world? Yes. Um, that is a fantastic question. Yes, everyone everyone wants to be a bestseller. I've done, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I have spoken with, you know, tens of thousands of authors, and um, every single author I've always talked with, that's their goal. I I really would love to be a New York Times bestseller. Um, But in today's market, being a bestseller can mean a lot of different things. You can be um, a bestseller on Amazon. You can be a bestseller on Kindle. So your e-book can be a bestseller. Um, You know, I mean, right now I'm looking at your book. Your book is is doing very well. in uh, the, the business investing and etiquette area in that genre, so mm-hmm. with a little more marketing and promotion, I can guarantee we can get you to be number one in your in your category. And from that that point on, you are free to promote that you are a number one best selling business book on Amazon Kindle. Well, what does that do for the, your reader audience? People say, "Oh, this is a number one best selling book. I better read this. It must be good. Other people are buying it." It's so I wouldn't, you know, authors who are business owners who are writing books to better position them as experts, their first goal should not be to become a New York Times bestseller. I mean, that is, that is like winning a lottery. It is a, it's a huge deal. Um, I would focus more on being a bestseller in your genre. And if you put together um, a book that has meaning that you're passionate about, that you're actually providing real solid information for your target audience, you will have no doubt um, have the opportunity to be a bestseller in your, in your genre, in your category. And, and so, so I just tell authors just, you know, New York Times, I'm all over it. You know, if I could be a New York Times bestseller, fantastic. Um, but it is, it is a huge deal, and it would take, it takes a lot of marketing dollars to get to be a New York Times bestseller. And, also keep in mind that it doesn't always happen overnight. The, um, the, the book Fifty Shades of Grey, everyone, you know, that's, you know, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, you know, everyone says, everyone believes that that author was an overnight success. That is not the case. Her book was, was selling as an e-book only for three years before she even had any interest in her book, even before the big publishing house came to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that book was out there. Um, you look at books on the bookshelf and, you know, let's say John Grisham's The Firm, they say, oh, 4 million, 5 million copies sold. Well, you know, that book came out, what, 1984. It sold a lot of books over the last, you know, 20 years. Right. So um, it takes time to sell a book. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. There are always those one-off success stories. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, slow and steady is the best way to go. And I say use your ebook to help help you get your book to be a number one bestseller on Kindle. And then from there forward, you have a best-selling book in your own category, in your genre, that will help you with your print sales and it helps to market and better position you as an expert. Right. I love it. And that is so, so true. And, it, you know, we, we hear about all these people that are, you know, New York Times bestsellers or even they just say, you know, this is my best-selling book. And it's, it's a matter of, okay, you know, focus on what's attainable first and then the big stuff will come down the road as long as you get get that kind of momentum. It's kind of like that whole concept of, you know, well, when I have more when I have more publicity and I've been around a bit longer, then I'll get out there and, and you know start writing my book. But a lot of times you won't get that publicity. You'll get those doors opened until you have a book. And it's like we talked about that yeah. already. It's yeah. the same thing. Write your book, get it out there, do the best you can with it, market it properly, and get in front of the right people in order to make those little wins, which all add up to that big win. Exactly. Exactly. And it takes it takes time. It's not, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of time and effort that needs to get put into um, producing and writing and publishing your book. But then, but then, you know, the real work comes in because then it's like once the book is out, it is all about marketing. It's just like marketing any other any other product. Right. And um, and I would say um, another tool to mark for that will help authors is is the book review. So, you know, obviously, you know, people like to know what our other people are saying about products. So, you know, you want to be actively seeking reviews. Um, and book reviews also take time. Think about it. You give someone your book, they now have to go read it before mm-hmm. they're going to go out and post a review. So it depends how fast they read, how much time they have, uh, you know. So it, it can take time to build that. But what you want to see in your reviews is that you're consistently receiving um, positive reviews and feedback. You know, you're always going to have people that say, ah, this, book was, this, was, this book wasn't what I expected. It really wasn't what I was looking for. Um, you know, and they give you one star. You know, but if you're getting mostly four and five stars, positive feedback, oh, this is great. I mean, that, that's what you want, and you want that over the life of your book. And you're probably going to have more reviews um, in the beginning process, you know, in the early stages, but you'll know you've got a good book if people continue to to review it over time. Yeah. Well, and that is something else to, to keep in mind as, you know, we don't want people to get discouraged when they do get a negative review as well. And um, I find that that's one of the things across the board, not just in books, but anything is you, you hear one negative thing and all of a sudden your whole world comes crashing down. Keep in mind that especially in a public forum like, you know, Amazon reviews and things like that, there is always somebody who's going to whine. So my my recommendation with that is if you do get a negative review, number one, actually read it and say, okay, do they have <laughs> some valid points? And then fix those. Do better with it. Whatever, you know, maybe you've got more typos than you really should. Okay, well, then you know better. You should probably make sure you revise it and actually hire an editor to fix it for you. Um, you know, those kind of things. Take it, but to also take it with a grain of salt and say, okay, well, maybe this guy just had a bad day, you know? And exactly. That. Yeah, learn from that experience, but don't let it destroy you at the same time because I know that happens with some people. And, I, and since you brought up the fact that there will be negative reviews, I can guarantee it. I mean, I know, I know somebody I was reading some stuff about their book just yesterday, and they have a ton of five-star reviews, um, a, a decent amount of four-star reviews, and like one 
really, really bad negative review. And I'm like, okay, well, that guy's just a jerk. I mean, it was pretty straightforward. So keep in mind, you're going to get them. Don't stress about it. Do what you can. If they've got any kind of validity to what they're saying, do what you can to make it better. And then also, you know, respond to them. Talk to them. You know, maybe maybe they just misunderstood something, too. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, you can't. And, and, you know, writing a book, it is a it is, it's personal thing. You know, you get so close to it. You've invested so much time and, and a piece of yourself into that, and it is hard to hear someone say they didn't like it. But um, but you're right. You know, just take it with a grain of salt and um, be realistic about what some what the reviewers are actually saying. And if you can make it better the next go-round, even better. Awesome. Very cool. This has been some really fun stuff, and this is so powerful. I mean, it's, like I said, you know, you and I talked about this, the fact that I knew that having a book would make a difference, but seriously, I did. it didn't really make a, that big of an impact until I actually had it happen, and I'm sitting there going, wow, things have totally <laughs> changed for me. And we barely, I mean, like, barely started promoting just, you know, letting people know it even exists, um, like within maybe two weeks, if that. And so it's been pretty crazy with, with some of the doors that have been opened and, and new opportunities that are, that are just popping up purely because now I, ha- I can say I have the book and that's it. And I highly recommend no matter what kind of industry you're in that you look at writing a book. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be something very simple. I mean, this book that we did is Marketing Tidbits. It's 50 quick and easy ways to grow your business. All they are are short, easy chapters with tips, tricks, resources, things like that to help you market your, your business. Every one of us in business has something like that. And you can put together a book fairly easy from that standpoint and get it out there. It will add to your credibility quite a bit. Now, I have one last question. I always ask this to every one of my guests. So, Sherry, what would you say would be the one action step people should get out and take note on and do right now? The one action step to getting their book published, uh, I would say you've got to be committed. You've got to be. You've got to commit to do, to making it happen. I mean, awesome. that is that. That's it. Simple as that. Cool. I love it. And uh, and I'm going to add. I'm going to add to that the accountability side. Anybody who's listening to this. Email me, connect with me on Facebook. You, I'm not hard to find, so you know you guys can connect with me anywhere. Even comment on this blog post and say, okay, I'm committed to having my book done by and put down the date. I would love to hear that. And if there's anything that we can do to help support that, that's always a big thing too. So if you reach out, put you know, let us know that you're in that commitment phase. You know, what can we be? What can we do to help support you in that standpoint? And with that, of course, you know, I know some people are going to want to talk to you more. They're going to find out more about what you've got going on and how maybe you can help them. How can people get a hold of you? Well, they can reach me. They can go online. Um, my website is authorsboutique.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at abookexpert. And um, you can get just go to the website. We have online chat. You can, you can reach me directly. And um, I'm, I'm always available. Um, and I'm always uh, looking to meet new authors and um, talk through and help them to, to get their book um, out to the world. So don't hesitate to get in touch. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. And one of the things I do like to put out there all the time, if there's anything that I can do to help support you, just reach out and let me know. Well, thank you so much.
All right. All right, guys. Yes, I'm glad. I had a blast with it. There was a ton of information. And for everybody listening, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, having a good time. We will catch you on the next episode. And as always, if there's anything that I can do to help support you, reach out. Let me know. You know I'm here for you. Get out there. Have an amazing Rockstar Weekend. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.